0: There's a lot of things in this very well-known story of Luke about the road to Emmaus, that there's a phrase in there that all of you, including myself, have either said or we know the experience about. And the words are, "Stay with us. Stay with us." Have you ever been asked to stay when someone's hurting? You know, a number of years ago, I had to go through heart bypass. And so I had to be in the hospital just down the road. And, you know, I did well in the surgery and everything, but they had to, I had to wait for a test. But it was all backed up, huh? We couldn't get the doctors lined up and all, so I had to wait four or five days just sitting there watching TV and eating a lot of salmon over there, huh? <laughs> and, but I was also nervous. And there were special friends that came to see me. And I remember feeling lonely, kind of depressed, Why is this happening to me? What's going on? And I remember asking the friends, stay with me, stay with me. I'm bored, I'm afraid, I need to be supported. I just need you to be there and help me understand. And to this day, whenever I see those special people, I thank them, because you know why? They sacrificed, they're busy people, they had a lot going on, and for some reason, they decided to say, Eric, you're so important that I'm letting those other things go so I can stay with you. When have you done that recently? When have you been there for someone that's inconvenient, that's a sacrifice, that you're just loaded all the way up to the top of your head going, God, how can I do this? And yet you choose to say, this person, this group, this family is so important that I'm willing to stay with them. And all you offer is presence, not answers, not a lecture, not preaching, just being with them. And when's the last time you asked someone to stay with you? Maybe through a tragedy, a brokenness, depression. Maybe you've asked someone, stay with me, be with me. In today's gospel, the disciples, not only these two on the road to Emmaus, but other disciples are so depressed, so downcast, so sad. How could we believe in this guy that says he's a savior? What a failure. And what do we do with our lives now? What do we, what do, we do? And something prevented them. We don't know what it is that prevented these two particular disciples to not recognize this stranger as Jesus. Sometimes we do not recognize God's presence in our brokenness and sadness because sometimes we focus on our grief so much and our sadness that we become blind. Sometimes we become so negative in dealing with our problems and our challenges that come to everyone in life that we become so negative that there's just no way to recognize God. I'm stuck in bed. I'm stuck in the hospital. This is a long-term illness. How can God allow this to happen? Those are real questions. And that's probably what allowed those two disciples not to see Jesus. Their fear, the failure, the sadness. Luke purposely uses this story to remind us about human blindness. That what is it that needs to be removed so that we know that God is always with us. And it's those words that those two disciples said to Jesus, stay with us. In other words, they were offering hospitality. For the gospel of Luke, the hallmark of Christian life is hospitality. Not just coffee and donuts or pancakes. But Scripture always ties into hospitality with sharing a meal. A meal. That's what does it. And it was in the gestures that Jesus does. Takes, prays, breaks, and shares. That's what the disciples recognized. You've done that so many times with us. We've shared a meal with you. It's you, Jesus. That's what they recognized. And so we're about to do the same thing here to take, to bless, to break, and to share. So I don't, I really have a hard time feeling sorry for anyone, including my parishioners who are just so caught up in their brokenness and sadness and pain, and they don't understand. This is what God shows that he has not left us. There's so many Catholics that just drift because it's either taught to them about the Mass or it's taught to him like it's something you have to do, it's a mortal sin if you miss, and you, know, you need to be there, and we'll give you a sacrament if you go to 12 masses in a row. We've made it too religious and not about faith. My friends, are you feeling sad or have or will in the future? Are you depressed? Are you downcast? Are you worried? Are you filled with anxiety or fear? God hasn't abandoned you stay with us. You are also Christ-like. But remember, the people that I asked to stay with me had to stop, and that was hard. They're busy people. Oh, I promised somebody. Oh, I got to raise the kid. Oh, I got to drive him somewhere. Oh, I haven't spent enough time doing that. I have to go to the grocery list. Oh, we got to buy a new house. We're getting ready to move. And yet these people were Eucharist to me. Eric, I'm going to be inconvenienced, I'm going to sacrifice, and I'm going to stay with you. So some of you are going to not come to Mass next week. And don't hear this as a lecture of getting to Mass. This is to remove the blindness that Luke talks about. There's no reason for you or me to feel so abandoned and absent with God. Can we be angry with Him? Can we not feel His presence? Yes. That happens to everyone. But my friends, here's the answer. It's not another Father Eric homily that's going to save you, huh? It's this. And some of you are going to be so blind when you come up for communion today. When I break the bread, some of you are going, is He done yet? you know what, I won't be here next week or the week after, or Mass really isn't that important. And, you know, that's what you're living. So if you ever need to make an appointment with me, you already know the answer. Here. It was in the breaking of the bread that the two disciples recounted how Jesus was made known to them in their sadness by the breaking of the bread. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with us.